0: today, June. Hello. <laughs> <Keeping that in>. <laughs> <laughs> this is Nightcaps at the theater. Thank you for joining us. Uh, get ready to have your mind blown, your senses tickled, and your fancies uh, fancied. Ooh. Sitting here at this table is I, Matt Cabrera. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, do I usually use my name? Oh, I guess so. Yeah. I just did. You do. Uh, you know where to find me. Yeah. Let me switch it over to my co-hosts.
1: Uh, I'm, uh, your riveting, melancholy Mark <laughs> oh Zebrot <my> Jr.
2: <laughs> and I, um, the poll is in, and consensus shows, I am the third least popular voice on average on this podcast, Jonathan Kwiatkowski.
0: I really like the phrase, the poll is in, because I thought you were referring <laughs> to yourself as a Polish person. Yeah.
2: Well, that could be the double entendre, I guess. The yeah. poll is in. Yeah, the poll is in. Who asked for me? Right. DLC for the next Smash game. The poll is here but we are in our, <laughs> our moose bush segment. Mark, since you have to leave us early today mm. you've got a show busy, busy actor boy. Yeah. <laughs> I do. you got a certain swamp to run,
1: right? I do. <laughs> Gotta get back there. Sorry, sorry if I'm not as riveting as I am you're on the other. You're all tired. I, I'm, I'm so exhausted. Mm-hmm. I, I just came from a callback earlier this morning that lasted three hours. Uh, a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. But uh,
0: still got some green on your uh, I, I, I know. <laughs> left eye know That there. doesn't leave. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's, that that'd be indelible, Mark.
1: Oh, no, maybe I just like wearing the green eye shadow. Right? <laughs> yeah, not. that's true. We you don't know, judge here. You never know. It's yeah. a choice. It goes yeah. for anything. Yeah. I don't know. I got lazy. I just kind of went to bed. I tried to get as much off as I could for today, but I was just like, <laughs> We no,
3: get
2: it. We'll be back not... to our, our double standard <laughs> soon enough.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, we're starting with TV Court. Uh, TV Court is first. Yes. TV Court. All right. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I watched is uh, Chernobyl.
2: Oh, yeah. This is oh, on my list as well. Yeah. I only saw yeah. the first episode. I haven't had time. Uh, Did you watch all five, Mark? Yeah. all oh, Back that's to pretty, back yeah. It's so good and mm. it's
1: uh, disgusting it's it's <laughs> it's frightening it just does. the kind of things oh that go into it and from from a uh, political standpoint and just like the the horrific uh, imagery that they show from it as well oh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it there's such good production value that goes into it and some of the I've seen some of the likenesses that uh, the actors portray mm-hmm. uh, in real life the the real life um people uh behind it uh the incident and it's uh that really on point in terms of makeup and uh, oh, yeah. uh just the costume quality as well
0: i especially liked the uh, Diatlov, i think the casting they got for him was mm-hmm. great yeah and uh i heard they actually from one account said they toned it down for the show oh my god the horrific imagery yeah so i can't even imagine yeah.
1: um the fourth episode no i won't, I won't no don't spoil, spoil it's fine don't spoil uh yeah, here but it uh it's I'm uh, fine i'll close my ears you it, can tell <laughs> me when. It, it 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 was it was giving me a little bit tra- uh uh traumatizing uh, in, to mm. some regard i was just yeah. like oh man why do that or like I yeah. but like i get it <laughs> oh, i know what man. you're talking about that yeah. was actually
0: one subplot i wasn't really crazy about because it was very much separate from the rest in a yeah. way that the rest of the show wasn't.
1: Yeah, but I was still looking at like the behind-the-scenes stuff as well. You know, like, I, I, I like to listen to all that, mm-hmm. and I get why they did it, because they wanted to show all angles of like what was going on yeah. at this point. So introducing this one character for this episode was like, all right, I yeah. see it.
0: I, I really like the cold open for that one, and I think that yeah. also went a, a decent ways to mm-hmm. showing just the impact that this had. Oh,
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Yeah, um, I've never been well a fan to go run out and touch graphene graphite. Like, <laughs> graphite but after yeah. the first episode, I definitely <laughs> want to t- don't want to touch that at all. <laughs> I don't want that anywhere near me in my life.
0: Oh yeah,
1: and I uh, even the the last episode uh, when when uh, the, it finally ends uh, with the actors and showing everything from start to finish, what was happening and like where we are right now. It's it's still frightening. Yeah. just the the impact of like everything that was going on at that time and yeah. how much they tried to throw it under the rug the mm-hmm. the incident yeah. and i it's just purely horrific you mm-hmm. know I, I i can't imagine the the the, the 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 scope of what was going on at that time and oh, yeah. it, it could have been much worse i mean like showing such like a historical impact of what, what ha- happened mm-hmm. during there like compares to like I remember my dad. Uh, he uh, he had a friend whose father served in uh, uh, the uh, Normandy, yeah. like a, mm. uh, Iwo Jima, mm. right? Uh, or, uh, <laughs> they're nowhere near each other, but sure. Or, or, sorry, uh, Iwo Jima uh, is. Uh, I mean, they're Iwo both ch- places we serve. Sorry, yeah. I'm so I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, uh, but no, uh, 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 and you know, he he stormed the beaches, and um, he showed him the uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. mm. and. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I, that's that's one of the one of the best scenes in cinema history, yeah. Uh, for me, and showing that kind of like level, that scope mm-hmm. of uh, the horrors of war, you know, yeah. uh, and uh, or warriors, I like to call them. And <laughs> what, what when his buddy at, uh, asked his father about uh, it was like it's like oh like was was it that bad and oh uh, my god his his father goes worse oh like I, I I good lord so I I can only imagine like any survivors from that time still Damn. like. Uh, uh, showing that kind of level of, um, I don't know, of tra- traumatic events that was going on at that time. So,
0: uh, Dude, I, 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 I was laughing through that segment because, oh uh, John made yeah. me think of wars come, come out on. to play. <laughs> oh my God, wars. Boy
1: hey vietnam
0: not, not like, to be confused is that with, like uh, the
2: gooby version of warriors
0: <laughs> oh i was thinking <laughs> maybe Dolan. uh the knockoff version of spielberg's warhorse warhorse War Horse. War Horse.
2: yeah warhorse
1: but uh, it's a full recommend from me. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. check it out if you, if, uh, if you have the stomach for yeah. it as well. I'm gonna
2: watch it when uh, school windows down and
1: I'll finish uh, it up. The level of acting is also superb mm-hmm. in this as well. So.
2: No.
0: And by the way, I don't know if you guys know, there's a podcast that is like a companion right. yeah. series yeah. to yeah. the show. I'm gonna listen to that. Yeah, I haven't really gotten around to it, but uh, it's supposedly like really good. Really documents yeah. how. If they made any changes for the show, any changes from history that might have differed even slightly, they, like, account for it. And they're like, we did this because of X and Y. Mm. And so it's just, I feel like the makers behind the show are really transparent, which I appreciate. And they really tried to be as accurate as possible, which is tough uh, when you have a scenario like this where there's probably not a whole lot of information made privy to the public, you know. (laughs) Um, I, I will say there's kind of like a riddle in episode one, episode Ooh, I, two. I love a riddle. Yeah, you've heard it already, John. <laughs> oh. um, but you don't realize it's kind of a riddle until episode five. They oh, kind no. of like retcon it into something. And I'm ah. like, oh, I really like how that happened. How, mm. That little turn of phrase. And uh, episode five, it's kind of... Uh, it, it winds down a little bit. Like uh, the action and the dread... Um, to give you more of, like, uh, the science behind it. But, and this is something that's happened in, like, a lot of other shows. But this miniseries handles it just so masterfully. And yeah. really just the characters, what they go through, how it impacts them, and mm-hmm. how they interact with each other as a result. It's it's just phenomenal. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I, I said it's deliciously dreadful, excellent, intelligent, tight writing, educational, occasionally poetic, and uh yeah i mentioned the podcast i can't recommend this miniseries enough it's just five episodes uh, you know one hour each and i don't know if you guys know this this comes from the guy the creator of this is all oh, uh, this failed shit yeah i saw he's yeah. the writer behind yeah. the hangover yeah. sequels todd, and the todd, scary movie todd sequels yeah. No, craig Mazin. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. oh craig Mazin? oh <laughs> yeah. i could have oh okay. todd Mason. <laughs> hold hold oh okay never mind todd howard i know Phillips, not todd howard no, he's a liar of, <laughs> <laughs>
0: i was thinking of phillips recently though i forgot why maybe is he doing a joker Ooh, i don't remember. No,
1: todd, yeah todd phillips is is doing joker okay, sorry I, that's why yeah, yeah. that's yeah. too many talks. <laughs> but that, that you know that could be also just as traumatic as this as well yeah, I, <laughs> know, know. Could, I mean who knows it could. but it's just crazy it is, when you yeah. think
0: of like the hangover not even the original the sequels and you think chernobyl same person. Well, like, I,
1: I you know I, when I kept hearing like, oh the the Hangover guy, I was like I, I kept no, <laughs> Zach what? Galvanac, I, uh, No, no I, I I kept knows. I kept expecting uh, the Todd Phillips to show up at like at the end of like each of these recaps. I was like, where is he? I was, like there is <laughs> an American guy here, but I was like, I don't know <laughs> where is he? But yeah, uh, no,
0: just the writer. Okay, us.
2: he was hiding in the reactor the whole time. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> here he, I am, Amelie. He Hi. he was Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, well, I'm scared of radiation. There, Chernobyl. So, oh
1: yep. yeah. So that's it. TV court? Yep. No movie. Oh, uh, you're going to do all yours. Okay. All right. Fine. We want here. All right. uh, (laughs) Only movie I've seen (laughs) ever
2: in your life. Yeah. (laughs) Besides the
1: Transformers movies. Since we've reconvened, is uh, (laughs) uh, I finally got around to seeing it. uh, Avengers Endgame. Hey. I was wondering.
0: I was going to ask you. I've
2: never heard of this. Uh, Yeah. It
1: it really late. I was really late to see this movie. You're
0: you're giving it that extra push to knock off Avatar from the top.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, But. uh, yeah it it was fun i i enjoyed it um but uh yeah john your your laugh is perfect because it it just it it, it felt i have i have a lot of issues with it it Mm. felt it felt like a chore uh uh, watching this movie um my favorite
2: feeling when watching a movie that i love from a franchise because
1: as much as i do appreciate the emotional beats in this movie actually i think one of the best uh, characters or actors in this movie is paul rudd yeah uh he f- yeah, he definitely felt like a main character to me he wanted, wanted to go a lot Thanos' of his butt though oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> or that's what he was told he's like ah, i think that can happen yeah.
0: <laughs> uh in the sequel
1: but um yeah i don't know like i i now no spoilers because first of all the eyeliner yeah. please <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, at this point, who, who knows? I mean, they, they've been they've been spoiling it since week three. Yeah. Yep. Uh, thanks, Russo brothers. I, I, this, this is it. your fault. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll go into that as well. And uh, I won't spend too much time on this, but uh, when it co- when it comes to the time travel aspect of this movie, it makes me angry, and <laughs> I can see why the the direction they wanted to go with it, because they even tell you early on where it's like, this isn't this isn't how time travel works, but like also at the same time, it's like them almost telling you, telling the audience itself, saying, don't think about it too much. Yeah. Because they kind of relate back to um, uh, The Spy Who Shagged Me. <laughs> like we're, she
2: shagged me rotten, baby! <laughs> she shagged me rotten! Where, right before
1: Austin... Uh, travels back to the 1960s uh, He's like, "Wait, Basil, like, what, what? If I do this, yeah. that, and, and then oh, he's thinking too hard. It's now, like, it's like for... just enjoy yourself. <laughs> right. That goes for you all too." And he <laughs> looks directly to the camera. Oh, we love those movies. Um, oh, so I can see that uh, reasoning behind it, but like, I, I can't help but like be mad. Where it's like. This doesn't make sense. This wouldn't this wouldn't happen because this happened and then someone tried to make up for it by doing like a um a primer esque timeline that someone yeah. it made where it's like, no. I that think that made it worse. Yeah, it, <laughs> it did. Or it's like, no, no, no. That yep. doesn't that's not how that would work. No. It 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 makes so so much less sense. Yeah. And I wish they kinda of went into a different direction. See this is the thing with the Russo Brothers where I feel like every they've done what four movies I think at this point they did they start off with Winter Soldier mm-hmm. which I like and then they did uh, Civil Civil War which mm-hmm. I don't like <laughs> um, I like it more on my second rewatch I've only watched it twice uh, Infinity War which I really really love mm-hmm. and then this where it's just like eh you know and I think that's also because the because of the impact of it as well because I was spoiled um, yeah but, uh, by all some of the major beats in this Aww. movie so it it some of that not by our podcast
2: though of course oh, not no. <laughs> so some of that
1: was the um the the weight of like everyone's uh like, either departures or people coming back definitely it 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 really let me down uh, mm-hmm. it, uh when seeing some of the stuff where it's like man i would have loved to see this like and not know it beforehand but like yeah. th- there were moments where i was genuinely like Chuckling or like really smiling because like wow I get to see this and mm-hmm. but uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I thought it was pretty jokey for like the first half which I like, like yeah I, I feel like it would have to be if you were ever gonna rewatch this it, uh, for you your first viewing was kind of like a rewatch already because you were spoiled on a lot of the points yeah true and uh, I I think this movie it just doesn't have that kind of value it I think it's good on a first watch because you have that intrigue like yeah. how are they gonna solve it uh-huh. and what effects is that going to happen once you know how it pans out it it yeah just ruins it It, entirely it really really takes away
1: the impact yeah Uh, i mean i I, that's why i appreciate about the marvel films that they do have a good level of humor this one does for me but uh then you have to like go back to a scene where it's like because there's a thousand characters in this movie (laughs) you're following but then when you have to go from one emotional beat to like a comical moment it's just like Mm. Hmm. i'm not sure how that translates from scene to scene but uh yeah it, it works to, to some regard but uh i don't know but uh i'm, I'm curious to see where they go from here mm-hmm. uh i kind of wish there was something else that just made me like wow i like that movie because mm-hmm. i can't really say i mean i did say i liked it but uh i don't know i
0: there's not know. not much yeah. extra going on for you. I propose a
1: break special. on
2: superheroes.
0: <laughs> I would like I would like that too. Yes. Yeah, but just like
2: Drag Race seasons, I propose a break on. But that. <laughs> they're not going to do it. And they I, won't do it I, for no, Drag Race either. I know.
0: I mean, maybe this summer is teaching them a little bit. Well, Disney's not really hurting, but Dark Phoenix the returns from <laughs> uh, that. Holy crap! We'll get into that. Uh, yeah. But uh, everything is bombing. Every sequel at the box office. It is everything's it has, bombing. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a dismal few weeks. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm I'm taking a week off of uh, work. Uh, by the time this goes up, and uh, I'll I'll make sure to uh, catch up uh,
2: on the universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: of of everything. You know, just uh, I still want to see Ma Ma still out there. It's getting we cool. all did. Oh, yeah, I did. It's it's getting yeah. poor reviews, but I don't care. I, I don't don't care I've either. heard good things actually. Me too. I've, 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 I've heard w- fun things too. I've, I've it's, i, I think think heard it's a like, good.
0: I think it's the best reviewed uh mov- like, wide-release movie like wide release out there Phil, right now. Yeah no, yeah. because you've got you've Starring got it going up against <laughs> Pets 2. You've got it going up against Dark Phoenix. Just uh. so much garbage out right now. Ma's gonna sweep. <laughs> Ma's gonna sweep.
1: Ma-, <laughs> yeah. Ma versus Dark Phoenix. Ma would, Ooh, versus that's not even versus a Freddy versus <laughs> Jason. <laughs> yep. I would love it. All right, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where I stand on that. Any
2: trotting the boards
1: uh How's your theater life going? Sure, um, I'm in the middle of Shrek performances right now. We're in our second week. uh I know, We're getting we're getting good crowds, good reception from it. uh So yeah, there's that. So I, I've got another performance tonight, so uh, Woo! Woo! I got I got to zoom out of here. Donkey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that's the only line in Shrek, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh I'm I'm doing a gig with a uh, with Premier stages which is over uh, partnered with kane university mm-hmm. uh so that's fun uh i get to work with a much more professional sense of um, of theater so mm-hmm. it's it, it's really good it's really good to be a part of that and yeah like i said i just got call- i i just came back from callbacks uh, for another show which i will save for next week okay. depending on if and when i do get uh casted cast in uh, in the show yeah so uh yeah, or That's maybe we will
2: get casted, like, encased in a giant cast and asked to perform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a mummy. You know, oh. grammar. No, <laughs> na, now we know what the,
0: what the play is. Yeah. the mummy, the mummy. The musical. Oh, the I would love mummy that. on stage. Like
1: yeah. Tom Cruise. A
0: very or, mummy oh God, musical. Bro. There
2: could be a whole song. I am a librarian. Anox on the moon. The song. Oh, I love that. And any disc jockeys, any horses coming in for you, Mark?
1: Uh, nothing really too much. Uh, R- Ramstein put out a new album, Rammstein. and 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 the first time in years, I listened to it a little bit. They 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 have a song called Sex, which is I'm um, surprised because I, I figured they already have a song like that already.
0: Is it a R and B joint? Yeah, <laughs> they, playing they in the bedroom.
1: They do have a little oh. bit of of pop, uh, sense <laughs> really? about them. Really? Uh, well, for this album, okay. Just because you know they're, they're pulling
0: up, <laughs> bring me the horizon. Uh, maybe. <laughs> they uh, they went pop they went pop hard
1: <laughs> mas mas
0: mas por favor mas mas mas
1: si si senor <laughs> i i, I love i love that song I just uh, a bunch of germans uh, singing uh spanish, spanish. oh, oh it's, man it's fantastic <laughs> I, I don't know yeah you know, it, it's fun for what it is you know i i like to <laughs> just laugh at some of their lyrics and like kind of jam out so uh, nice that, I, they have a good blend of that so hmm. uh yeah then hmm. that's that's all i got all right well so, bang, bang, bang,
2: gavel down. TV <laughs> court is back in session, surprisingly. Oh, no. Yeah. For a short recess. Oh, we're back in TV court. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun. dun. I,
0: I don't have much. We already discussed Chernobyl. I guess we'll Chernobyl. start with
2: you then. I got tons. Oh, no. I got too much yeah, TV in my life.
0: We discussed Chernobyl. No yeah. such thing. And, uh, yeah, speaking of, like, too many screens, next I watched Black Mirror, season uh, five.
2: I hear it's awful. <sighs> That Miley Cyrus episode.
0: You know what? All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh no!
2: Here we go. Here we go. Arnold.
0: <laughs> so, I, I feel like the first day it came out, reviews were actually pretty nice toward it. I thought it had been getting like kind of rave reviews. I think it was like eighty something percent on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which is good because I thought Black Mirror for the past couple seasons, once it hit Netflix and the runtimes got longer, it was suffering. Uh, and then. It started steadily dropping to like 60%, 50%. And I'm like, okay, I got to check this out for myself. This was... It's tough to compare to other seasons of Black Mirror. I don't know if it should even really be called Black Mirror. But what we did get, even if it doesn't really fit the tone of the show, was fun. I liked it. Hmm. Um it was surprisingly fun and I'm again I'm glad they brought it back down to 3 se- uh 3 episodes per season.
2: 3 seasons per season. That's an interesting <laughs> move they did there. That oh, way. that'd be way too much. <laughs> uh
0: next I'd like to see them trim down the runtimes because uh, all of these episodes they felt a little longer than they should have. Yeah. Um I need I think-
2: to get I'm so if I haven't mentioned this on the podcast, Black Mirror is my um my show that I'm like either so drunk or so high and the party's like two o'clock in the morning and like no one wants to leave yet and no one has the balls to kick anyone out of the house. Oh boy. And we'll be like, let's put on a Black Mirror episode. That's the closing. And then song. as soon as like the Black Mirror episode's over, we either go, Eh, it was good, eh, it was bad, and then we just leave. So that's my relationship with Black that's Mirror. That's a perfect nightcap to
0: the party. <laughs> yeah. Party night just and It's always a downer usually. Everyone it's out. like, ooh. Yeah. I don't
2: know how I feel about that. Except yeah. for the time I ended with a uh, San Junipero. Junipero.
0: Junipero. Uh, Junipero. Junipero. I haven't seen that Junipero. one yet. I hear it unanimously, you that's still haven't the best seen one. It? It, I just had such a bad taste in my oh. mouth from the Netflix seasons. Right. I couldn't even make it okay. through to that one. What else is it on? or um, well, it used to be on... On B- BBC, no? I think Sky? Sky. You know, yeah, one, I- ITV, Oh, Sky BBC, comes up
2: later in my TV. One of those. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. There's a certain uh, mm. other thing you talk about...
0: Hmm... <laughs> I've, I only know BBC America shows, because I'm guessing Killing Eve or Luther. No. But those are BBC. No. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually think I enjoyed the Miley Cyrus episode the most, episode three. Yeah. That's the one where she had to go on the defensive real quick. Yeah. A lot of vitriol headed her way. I, I like don't Miley think Cyrus deserved. too.
2: I, I like her as a performer. I
0: think you would also enjoy that episode the okay. most. It is... Uh, it's sloppy... As Ooh, hell, so am I, <laughs> especially uh, <laughs> it fits my mood. Uh, but it was charmingly campy and all oh, camp, yeah. Whoa, it's like I'm there, it's as close to an adult, expletive ridden version, adult version of a, a DCOM, a Disney oh, Channel okay. original movie that we're oh, gonna get. Okay, I need to see this. I thing. know exactly, yeah, I need to watch this then. I, I don't know why people hate it so much. But I think maybe at the same time it's like the same reason I hate Aquaman. Like people who watched it, they really like it because it's silly, and I'm just like, no, that wasn't trying to be silly. The it was just shit. fish killed your mother. That's why. Wow. Well, <laughs> it didn't have to. Never mind, that's too much for this show. No, even. Oh, okay. We, we,
2: got a, a, we Patreon exclusive, right? <laughs> um,
0: but uh, yeah, it. I I don't I'm like. I don't want to say that people just didn't get this episode, but I really do feel like. Maybe some parts of it went over people's heads. Mm. It, it is such a fun ride. The first half could use some work, but the second half, once it really kicks into gear, is like just a fun watch. Mm. And um, episode one, uh, I probably like that one second best, just because it's the most interesting. They explore some good ideas, and it's yeah. presented in a a pretty also kind of fun way. Like I think they poke uh, fun and uh, try to make it right a little way. bit sillier yeah. than it. Uh, Necessarily needed Uh, And finally episode 2 Which is I still found pretty good Honestly this was like a solid season for me It just was a lot more fun Than Black Mirror uh, Usually tends to get Um, Episode 2 I think the execution and the handling Were the best of the three uh, and so a lot of people also think it's the best one, but the story just wasn't really as interesting. It was kind of thin, uh, padded out for runtime. But Andrew Scott gives a hell of a performance in it. Mm. Um, that is Moriarty from Sherlock. Yeah. I know. I'm an actor. I'm aware. Angels not, in America. We London don't know Edition. if the listeners know. I'm going. <laughs> but he But he gives like a rightfully so Andrew Scott performance. Yeah. He's like manic um a mm. little incompetent but uh, that moriarty vibe yeah sinister um it, it, it's just that one's fun too <laughs> um as a whole it's not as well written and the technology really kind of takes a back seat but it had a newfound sense of uh just silliness and fun that i appreciated charlie brooker he's still writing them all i don't know how he he should hire a team of writers he shouldn't really take this on all by himself yeah. but I I like where his head's at for the recent ones. Hmm. Oh, that was Black Mirror. Yeah? What you got? That's it? Uh, Yeah, apart from Chernobyl.
2: You've got to strap in, man, baby. (laughs) I got years worth of cases to present to the court tonight. Ooh. I'm going to try to make them quick. They'll make,
0: they'll make me declare a mistrial.
2: Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> I watched a lot of TV in my depression spiral as of late. So we have to begin with what we do in the shadows, the finale. Of oh, what of we course, do in the shadows. I caught
0: that too. Yes. Oh uh, man, it's been uh, that long.
2: episode entitled Ancestry, where we learn that Guillermo is uh, indirectly related to Van Helsing. Yep. Uh, Nandor kills his last living relative and tries to go into a church and sets himself on fire, but lives.
0: It's so good. I love how yeah. they, they kind of have these little nuggets, these breadcrumbs, throughout the yes. season. And they, they deliver on oh, it with this so last way. one.
2: And Laszlo and Nagia's fate is finally met with Gregor, her reincarnated <laughs> love. And this was the pinnacle of the episode for me.
3: Yeah. Oh.
0: Again, did, like yeah. breadcrumbs. And, yeah. and it delivers, like, emotionally. It was actually cute. Mm-hmm.
2: And we also <laughs> got a season two tease. So oh, I haven't seen that. I think it might be back. I mean, not... I think the episode ends, like... Oh, okay. It could continue into a second season and still make logistical sense. It needs
0: to. Has this been like a ratings hit?
2: I don't know. You would be the master of that. I
0: know critics love it. I don't deal with numbers.
2: It's not my life. I think
0: pretty much every studio is looking at Taika Waititi as like a a commodity. He's hot stuff right now.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him to do a second season, Mm and I'd be all the more for it. It was a great (laughs) season. Um, Another season ended, many seasons ended, actually, in my TV court. Fosse Verdon ended, season finale, Providence. So it takes a look at Fosse directing his final film, All That Jazz. Uh, there's a touching scene with him and his daughter, which then comes back to bite him in the ass because he takes the exact dialogue that he's taking his daughter who's distant from him and they're, like, dancing in their apartment. It's very cute. And, like, I was like, oh, I feel things from this scene. And then mm-hmm. he uses it in All That Jazz, like, steals the dialogues, uh, huh. the daughter's dialogue verbatim while she's watching and she gets very upset with him um Uh, and even though
0: probably should have cleared it by her first uh,
2: he didn't seem the type according to the the fx series but uh (laughs) um it's set to mr bojangles which i also found funny (laughs) uh and rankings uh powerful slash emotional she was a dancer who Fosse dated but eventually went to go on to like star in chicago and other things and revivals that he created And Hmm. it's the countdown to the Charity Revival, which I did not know. Um, Sweet Charity was on Broadway. It was a hit. But then it kind of got shoved under the radar. Uh, Fosse kind of lost a little bit of popularity. Uh, Definitely Gwen Verdon fell out of fashion for a time. And um, they're doing Revival, I think, in California. And the night of the premiere, Fosse has a heart attack and dies. Like five Mm. seconds outside the theater with Gwen Verdon. Like he gets like the curtains going up. And I didn't oh, know that's Lord. how... And that's real. I, I I searched it off. I was like, that's what really happened.
0: <laughs> not even dramatized. No. So this is yeah. a miniseries? This is a miniseries. It's not getting if, a second if, season. I,
2: well, I unless they revive Foxy from <laughs> exactly. the dead, right? <laughs> I don't think so. It's not directed by Ryan Murphy, so it's not going to get a second season. Uh, but I... I <laughs> surprise, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> surprise, bitch. Bitch, you saw The Last of Me. <laughs> Emma Roberts as Bob Fossey. Uh. <laughs> I could deal with that. But this was really good. I think... All the actors involved, you know, uh, Sam Rockwell, Michelle Williams, flawless performances. And it made me engaged to be a Broadway fan.
0: That's awesome.
2: I love that. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 11 ended... With the finale That seemed quick Yeah Uh, Don't worry Um, All Stars 5 starts (laughs) filming today I think Literally Honestly Today (laughs) It starts
1: In our studio And
2: we have RuPaul's Drag Race UK Already filmed True So that's two more seasons And I think currently No I think Drag Race Thailand Just ended its second season
0: Huh Do those uh, air here? No. They air if
2: you go to a certain site called YouTube and search. But I'll never tell.
0: That sounds (laughs) Um, illegal.
2: But the format of the finale, which I love, it actually worked well, so... The finale's been like this since season nine, and the four left lip-sync for The Crown, so... they get Wait, you
0: said... Lip-sync. Okay, I thought you said lip I always...
2: I did say lip-sync, <laughs> but it's a, a slur of mine. Lip-sync for The Crown. Okay. Uh, three random songs. I thought that was the new uh, They spin a wheel, and they pick their opponent, and okay. the two queens that we thought should win the whole season, Evie Oddly and Brooklyn Heights, were up neck and neck. Mm. There were some stunning reveals, because... They have to reveal something since season nine. Sasha Velour like lifted her wig and rose petals fell, and it was amazing. Sent <laughs> to Whitney Houston, so emotional. It was like the greatest moment in, in TV history. Like
3: oh, people
2: were crying in the streets. Honestly, like watch this lip sync. It's the greatest <laughs> of all time. But this was the same too that I, were in the lip sync that I showed you. That was mm, the best of the season. Cirque du Soleil one. Yes, uh, the Sorry crazy. I'm Not Sorry lip sync. So, but they did a great job. And Evie Oddly, Colorado Queen, quirky Colorado Queen, took home the crown, and we're all happy. Colorado. Crowd. Yep, Colorado.
0: Colorado's been our first winner from it.
2: Colorado. Wow.
0: Yeah. Won't be our last. It's it's such a no. Nina Flowers from town season now.
2: one came close. She was second place. Oh wow. Yeah. Hmm. And that's it. That's the only Colorado Queens <laughs> we've had. All- but Brooklyn's the first Canadian queen, so she made it.
0: Oh, I figured she'd, she'd be to. from uh, Brooklyn. Nope. She's just called
2: Brooklyn Heights because she's right. a dancer, I guess. Uh, but it was a good season. I wish that they would give us a break in between. as you we get discuss no such thing. I wish, but I guess that's Relentless. not how commercialism works, America.
0: I mean, you don't have to watch UK and Thailand, but you're gonna. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm gonna. Night of. Uh, Project Runway also had a finale. <laughs> Uh, we missed two episodes, so the pre-finale thing is, uh, they had to design an outfit plus a design gallery space, so an outfit, and then you had to put yourself in, like, a 4x4 box and design that space. It was kind of a cool <laughs> challenge. I think it, would, it it meshed well. And okay. it's the strongest top five that I've seen in a while. It was like, oh, this could be anyone's game, depending on how it goes. Um, it was great fashion. Cardi B was a guest star. and I was like, I guess that's a celebrity. <laughs> it, it works. Um, and there was a needle through a finger. Someone was sewing their garment, and the needle went straight through their finger. Oh. Yeah, and it, it's probably the most panicked I've ever been watching something. Because oh. she goes, Hester, who's like this <sighs> hipster who dresses in quirky, like, kawaii oh, she outfits. she sounds like an old lady. Well, no. She's a young woman. But but <laughs> she goes, My god, it went through my finger! Help! <laughs> and she's, like, screaming and crying. Uh. And, like, the people next to her are like, I don't know what to do! <laughs> so, but she eventually uh. got out. But she did get blown on the garment, so...
0: Is that with a sewing machine? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Those machines it don't went, stop for no one. It went one.
2: straight through her finger. And she goes, I can feel it coming out the other <laughs> end!
0: <laughs> so yay that's unnerving yep and the season finale of course american tv they they probably headlined with that
2: well it was in the coming after the commercial break segment of course it's like oh god what happened
0: oh
2: uh but the winner of this season was sebastian who is a latino immigrant who was originally cleaning houses since his fashion design business couldn't get off the ground and I think that it was a good choice. I think he deserved the win. It that's awesome. Amazing. That's a good yeah. story. Good yeah. narrative. Mm-hmm. Good TV story, <laughs> right there. Um, speaking of Sky, as we did before, mm-hmm. I watched the. My dad wrote a porno <laughs> HBO special, uh, and because that's brought to you by Sky, and they always talk about Sky in the podcast. But you I, haven't
0: seen the actual Sky outside. You haven't. You haven't <laughs> well, left your no, house. No, I've never seen the Sky. Okay.
2: Um, I finished all the podcast. My dad wrote a porno. I'm caught up. Season five is coming at us in August. Mm. it's the funniest podcast it's my favorite <laughs> podcast of all time you need nice. to listen and while the hbo special isn't the funniest i think it's a good introduction to the season uh the series because it takes place in a, a mysterious chapter that was discovered and totally not written for the hbo special uh. but it's cute <laughs> following the antics of belinda Blink ted <laughs> steals pots and pans
0: how much, uh, much of this porno is there
2: oh there's five books so far
0: Oh <laughs> but the father's aware of it too. Yeah, right? well
2: they've gotten celebrities like um Emma Thompson, <laughs> like everyone That's crazy. on this show.
0: I just figured there'd be like nah, I just didn't think there'd be much material. Oh, enough material.
2: <laughs> they go a chapter a week, it's fine. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm okay with that. But Belinda blinks I can't wait. I'm obsessed. <laughs> um in not so happy news, I've watched what I thought was gonna be a good series, uh Nose for Ratu. AMC's uh, Nosferatu, yes. written by Joe Hill, the son of Stephen King, pseudonym Joe Hill. Um, it's really Joe King, just so you know. Um, it was okay. It felt really, it feels really CW to me, mm. and I don't like that feeling.
0: Uh, me neither. I um, can never get into a CW show.
2: Yeah. I feel like it's dragged out. The first episode was felt far too long. The second episode was a little bit better, mm. but I don't remember half this stuff happening in the book, and I think there was a time skip like, like that in the book, and... I think that's only going to happen halfway through the season or like not happen at all in case they want a season 2. Right. But uh, I'm just not into it and I wish I was. I I got to read it. Disappointing. Yeah. And I think you would love the book and the series because there's so many Christmas references like <laughs> Bing Crosby and all those singers. Okay. So I, think I do like, like that. that. I, I know you're a Christmas big fan tunes. of Christmas music and
0: Delilah. Uh,
2: there's some questionable Rhode Island accents in this. It'll be like, what are you doing? We need to get to the car. What are you...
0: <laughs> I don't know what Rhode Island accents are like, actually.
2: It sounds very Bostonian to me. Okay. So, But it's very pronounced with only certain characters of the lower Rhode Island class, like... The people who are, like, getting their houses cleaned are just like, oh, hi, I'm a normal person. But (laughs) right next door, it's like, Bobby, what are you doing? You need to get in the car. You can't go to college.
0: Yeah, that's I've been seeing that a lot. I mean, obviously, with uh, Disney's Aladdin, too, you have the two leads uh, speaking in American accents and the rest with, like, indeterminate, indiscriminate Middle Eastern.
2: Aladdin. I listened to a podcast on Aladdin. It didn't sound mm-hmm. good at all. Was it ours? <laughs> Wasn't ours. Mm. It was just devoted to the Aladdin <laughs> reboot.
0: I, I thought but, it was a, really well. I thought it was okay.
2: Okay. I, well, we'll discuss that in a few, I guess. And then my <laughs> last thing on the TV court docket: I just watched Big Little Lies season two, episode one. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Monterey Five are back with Meryl Streep, and she one-ups Reese Witherspoon. Okay. But the episode was incredibly short, being only forty minutes long okay which is astounding it's almost like
0: that's not bad
2: for an hbo show though.
0: no but i like you know hbo allows them to play with the timings and so i like that they're they're not trying to squeeze Mm -hmm. in more content
2: but remember they did rewrite or write this from scratch since it doesn't (laughs) exist so you think maybe they just don't have anything that's what i think Mm. and i hope i i think they'll end it because it's a big hit and it's a great cast. Meryl Streep like, is acting. She has these teeth prosthetics in. Damn. And she's speaking as Meryl does and screaming and being an actress. <laughs> All that.
0: I've never wanted to watch the show as much as I do now. Yeah, Season one's season really good. Out. Season one I know, is I just, really good. I wasn't sold on that first app. It's yeah. too campy. Well, it is a but little
2: campy. Like,
0: yeah, it just didn't like... But
2: this. you like the camp in Black Mirror, though, so...
0: I guess it just wasn't what I was expecting, or I think maybe the tones are a little like it's serious it's skewed, a lot, yeah. yeah. Um, but then it's campy. Yeah. It's like, you know, at one point you yeah. have domestic abuse, and then the next is like,
3: yeah.
0: uh, puppets! Yeah. I'm not a kid's play! Oh yeah, the
2: Avenue Q. Yeah. It's like, eh,
0: it's a little jarring to me. Yeah, but,
2: and we didn't get the ice cream cone thrown at Mel, Mel Street yet, so yet. we know it's coming. It's on our radar. These, it's in one of these episodes, it's coming. Oh man. Yep, unless they cut it out. All right. There should be
0: at least one every episode.
2: There should. I was (laughs) expecting it. I was like, it didn't come. But she did get off some quippy one liners. She's like, You're short. I hate short people. They lie about themselves. (laughs) Every this Boot is standing there, like, (gasps) (laughs) because she sees through me. That's good. Uh, um,
0: Uh, I'll check it out eventually. It'll happen.
2: All right. So bang, bang, TV cord over, ring, ring, movie phone here. (sighs) I have three things to talk about. Should I know? Of course. I always keep them brief. uh, <laughs> continuation to Bergman box. I watched Winter Light, which is about a pastor dealing with a crisis of fate. and it's in the middle of his Faith trilogy, which I've enjoyed so far. I watched Through a Glass Darkly. It's Winter Light, and then it's uh, The Virgin Spring, I believe, is my next thing. Okay, but all three are good. All
0: three I've never heard of. Yeah. Well, Through a Glass Darkly. Uh, yeah.
2: a, you, you heard, maybe Through a Scanner Darkly. You've yes, heard of Philip K. Dick. Yes, <laughs> which is loosely pairing that in a vague. Not that's Cess the movie, remember? Okay. <laughs> From our previous episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's good. I'm gonna continue. Hopefully, finish by summer, or maybe get nearer to the finish. I'm halfway through the Bergman. <laughs> when,
0: when did you start? Do you remember? Last
2: summer wow, when I got wow. it. Yeah.
0: That's impressive.
2: Yeah. Almost there, um, or halfway there. Uh, the next thing I watched, which we all want to see, I watched Gaspar Noé's Climax, and I enjoyed it a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a dance movie. Nice trippy as balls gotta
0: check this out at some point
2: it's a trip Uh, the score is really good and it doesn't make a lot of sense but it's French and there's these French impassioned dancers just screaming at each other oh boy a lot of great dance I wish it would've gotten bloodier and darker but it it goes there and it's kind of fun alright yeah
0: looking forward to it yep
2: and then lastly I have to bring it up the Doctor Sleep trailer Mm. Oh,
0: You know, I haven't seen it.
2: It looked and sounded so good. Am I allowed to spoil loose things for you or no?
0: Yeah, go ahead.
2: They, um, they're using the Kubrick Shining, which we didn't think would happen because Stephen King hated the Kubrick adaption. So Mike Flanagan had to get approval from not only King, but Stanley Kubrick's estate mm. to get to use it, even though WB's pushing it. But they have exact set recreations from The Shining. Oh. That are shot very well.
0: I was wondering what you meant by they're using that
2: it. That aren't in the Dr. Sleep book, but I can see how they're using it. Ewan okay. McGregor, as we know, always rises above the material that he's given. Mm. And does a good job with it. Yeah, so I good. think he's perfect casting for older Danny Torrance. Nice. I think it's shot in an interesting way. Okay. There are a few special effects that I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling. But other special <laughs> effects like, wow, that's amazing. I've never nice. seen that before. All so right. I hope that this won't go the way of Pet Cemetery and actually be good because king is having his year we have it in september oh yeah what do we have we have something in october i don't think it's child's ah, play it's something else it's something else horror
0: Is child's play out stephen king no but i'm just okay. saying like
2: horror and then we have uh, we have me, this in november oh joker one. joker was like the big thing in october yeah that's kind of like you know artsy horror ish mainstream culture thing and then dr sleep in november i really want to see this Yep. very nice. Yep, I'm excited. I, for I
0: forgot it was coming out so soon. I did too, That's until awesome. I saw the trailer. I, I, from what you describe and from what I've heard, they from use other the people, score
2: too. Like they got the iconic notes that like coming into the end, like the, bah, bah, yeah. bah.
0: Like I do kind of hope that uh, Flanagan isn't. Uh, I guess his vision for this isn't obscured by his love for The Shining. I assume he loves it. Who yeah. doesn't? Well, I think uh, he especially loves since he's a horror buff,
2: all of King's properties because he gets mm. the majority of the de- adaptations of them.
0: Yeah, I just hope it, you know, stands more on its own and it's not trying to replicate Kubrick. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm hyped. Yeah. yeah if it's like as artistic as the shining is it's, it doesn't oh, it's look as artistic
2: blast. but they recreated everything but the elevator blood scene okay. they used exact footage from that scene everything oh, else they used it again
0: yeah interesting yeah
2: and it's on mm. the book but we can get where they're going if you read the book and i just bought a, a copy to reread i read it when it first came out five seven i think 2013 2013? 2013 is okay. when it came out I can't do math. <laughs> that's six. Six. Yeah. You're, you're Somewhere right in the middle. there. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. What comes after five and before seven? <laughs> I don't remember. But I'm excited for Dr. Sleep. And that's my movie phone.
0: Very nice. Uh, let's see. I've oh, I've got five to get through. All right. A you can handful. take your time. Let's see. We got Godzilla. Oh, Godzilla. If, if only our
2: special of... guest was here.
0: Yeah. Oh, Martin. Oh. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <worry. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh I'll get into the title a little in a little bit. Yeah, this movie was alright. <laughs> was I. The the humans I actually did write was I. <laughs> uh the humans didn't bother me too much for the first hour. But then I just wanted them to get on with it. Uh, I they were more Were there
2: no fights between monsters in this, just as we feared? There were, there were. Okay. But
0: you it's not did queen as mothra much of a slay as as it should have been <laughs> yeah. oh she did
2: i love queen mothra yeah i do like king Ghidorah she, came too. In, she came in clutch yeah oh good <laughs> that's my girl <laughs> um but like
0: you know the the movie i think a lot of american movies have been doing this where they just focus on the humans too yeah. much um and they I, I don't think that's inherently bad with the humans they choose to focus on are just like underwritten they're they're just badly written. You don't care about them. No investment. Um, this one had like kind of a theme of a broken up family. Yeah. But the whole time you're just uh, trying to figure out why these these two, uh, the husband and wife who are separated <laughs> or uh, divorced, why they're why they even had chemistry to begin with. There's just like nothing really connecting them, and it's hard to root for one of them. Mm. Uh, in particular, because she kind of ends up being the villain. Um, the main villain here, though, is Charles Dance, who, who does a, a fine job. I love hearing his voice, his accent. And, uh, yeah, he, he brings it as much as he needs to. Um, Millie Bobby Brown, she's, like, not really given anything to do. Aww. She's just kind of like a casualty of her parents' she's um, separation. Yeah. But it's not really presented in an interesting way either. So she finally does something in like the last 15 minutes. um, But until then, it's just a slog. Uh, The the film did do one really interesting thing, um, which was present the central family of this movie as if they were part of the previous movie, uh, 2014's Godzilla, Mm. even though they literally completely weren't like this is a whole new cast, a whole new characters. But it really does present it as if they're trying to on the first one. And they, they had me fooled for a bit because I was like, I don't remember these, but all right, I'll go with it until I checked afterwards. And I was like, okay, I shouldn't have been as invested as I was. But, uh, yeah, this really could have just used more monster fights. It's it's called a King of the Monsters. You have 17 creatures, <laughs> beasts, Monsters. titans total. Uh, but you 17? Only, you only see four of them fight for like 10 or 15 minutes. Oh, my God. So... It's, Just as we predicted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's something to have on in the background. Uh, Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Uh, That's is pretty it better good. than
2: Bohemian Rhapsody?
0: I think so. Good. I I would say so almost definitely, actually, because uh, this actually respects like its central character a lot. It really does a pretty good job of presenting uh, Elton John's life as as being a tragic one of uh him being the tragic figure and Mm. overcoming that and coping um it's fantastical of course as we could see from the trailer i think i wanted it to be even more fantastical actually i really wanted them to lean into it but they do pretty well for like a major hollywood movie um I, i will say that i preferred the diegetic Styling of A Star is Born in Bohemian Rhapsody, where like the music in that film is mm. actually being created for the concert um, setting, right? like yeah, yeah, like by the characters in mm. this. Um, whereas Elton John just kind of you know breaks into song Some, and it's more surreal, it's more musical, more musical yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so I kind of preferred those aspects. And Bohemian Rhapsody might have a better climax with like the 20 minute Live Aid concert, but this just does a better job of uh. Get it, nailing down Elton John's life, honestly, yeah. and uh, the music is great. Uh, the visuals are pretty solid, um, so I, I would definitely put it over Bohemian Rhapsody. But you know, there's there's pros and cons to each. Uh, next up, we got Dark Phoenix, uh, X, <laughs> X- Men movie. This sucks. Notable silence. This was bad. Ooh, um, apolo- apologies to Jessica Chastain. She's, Jay
2: Chastain is in this movie.
0: Yeah, she played the no! villain.
2: This uh, this only fuels the fire that uh, the people hate J.H. has. I,
0: it definitely didn't help. No. But uh, she wasn't the worst actress by far in this. Uh, no. Jennifer Lawrence phoned it in, um, but at least... Uh, I could spoil this, right? Actually, I think yeah. this is spoiled in the trailer. Please. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, she phones it in, but she's killed off quickly. <laughs> so Yay. she's literally just collecting her paycheck and, and leaving. And leaving. Uh, Sophie Turner, she, in the central uh, role of Jean Grey, a.k.a. Dark Phoenix, wasn't given much to do or... She didn't have to do much But she did exactly that She she did nothing mm-hmm. It was not good uh, People liked her acting People that I've talked to But I couldn't get into it it's, She's just like soaking the whole time It's it kind of impetulant <laughs> Uh, James McAvoy, he's like one of the only ones actually putting in work here. He's good at uh, Professor Xavier. Well, that's good because
2: we got two of the IT casts right there. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. James and, and, you know, they're going to be together for a bit.
0: Oh, I'm sure they're going to. They're the main draws of the movie. They're going to. Big star power. Laugh and roll their eyes about their time spent on the Dark yeah. Phoenix set. Uh, uh, the story here is just DOA. It's dead. <laughs> um, remember the last dark phoenix attempt in last stand maybe yes, uh mark i do, mark I do remember, remember that, that, that as well okay you know it, yeah. well the studio decided let's bring back the writer of that one and have him write and direct this one it's oh. <laughs> just the worst choice you could possibly make uh it's it, it's bad it never delivers um there is a kind of decent scene um that comprises the final <laughs> one scene yeah it comprises oh, well, that's great. <laughs> the final showdown um, it takes place on a train, moving train, ooh. <laughs>
2: well, it's better than a stationary train, like a yeah. Miami connection, but it was a better fight scene, <laughs> couldn't I guarantee. You not afford yeah. the fuel to move it.
0: <laughs> uh, and that kind of gives each X-Men a, a spot to shine, but it, it's not enough. Um, before that showdown, one of the X-Men asks another one, like, what are you doing? When it's, like, pretty obvious <laughs> what that, he's doing. that they're getting ready to fight, they're, like, squaring up, they're... Yep. Uh, they're ready to punch and he's just like what raven would have raven is a uh, jennifer lawrence's character who died yeah. and that was like her her uh bf <laughs> B, bff bf bmf uh, best mutant friend yeah yeah <laughs> uh boyfriend and uh-huh. uh, played by Nicholas holt who uh thank god he's not playing the batman cuz he was in the front he was a front runner and it's just, I hate that line. That's, like, my least favorite bit of writing. It just feels so shoehorned in. Obviously, we're all getting ready to fight the villain. Yeah. Why are you asking? What are we doing? Um, and there's this one scene that's fucking ridiculous. It's uh, Jean Grey, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. She must be really good at quap. Because you know what she does? Yeah. When she takes her villain turn, um, Charles Xavier is, like trying to talk her out of it Mm -hmm. and uh, she's like oh you want to see how much i can use my power she's (laughs) or she's like charles you you want to stop me then walk to me (laughs) And, and charles is like what don't be silly you know i can't do that he's, <laughs> uh, in, the he's chair. in a wheelchair yeah and Jean gray starts like manipulating his legs and oh. forcing him oh. to like walk up Ow. a set of stairs that's horrible and it's just like uh, how mean of her i know <laughs> but it's just so silly and so weirdly rude yeah I, i'm not into it but it really reminded me of quap yeah oh. so that's it for that so that's it. All the movies. N- nope. Oh, next okay. up, <laughs> next up, we got. I think. We're, I think we're at two more. We got Secret Life of Pets two. Uh, this was fine. Okay, it's. Uh, I didn't see the first one. I like the first one. First one was fun, um, pleasant surprise. This had like a weird uh, narrative structure that was a little incohesive. It felt like three different arcs. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they kind of felt like bonus features on a disc. Like <laughs> three different characters have their own mini movie that doesn't really. <laughs> Develop into anything substantial Mm -hmm. So that was a weird choice Um, It felt like the writers just had so many ideas And uh, Didn't want to narrow it down or edit it So we just got everything Um, And the resolution of certain Themes aren't really earned Even at the climax Uh, The main dog Max uh, Formerly played by Louis C.K But we know what happened to him He he went (laughs) off the deep end so RIP him Bring in Patton Oswalt He has to learn how to overcome fear and not be overprotective. But it just doesn't really come together in a meaningful way during the climax. Mm -hmm. Just like in a short coda after it. Um, And I don't think it really gels with his presentation in the first movie either. So just inconsistencies throughout. Um, Another theme is that like animals shouldn't be caged or some animals shouldn't be caged. Just some. Yeah, but then like the... (laughs) The one that's at the forefront of that plot is uh, a tiger. Yeah. Uh, The tiger ends up being domesticated, so that kind of seems seemingly runs counter to it. Whereas, like, they could have just done something else and incorporated an earlier plot point about, like, a farm where animals are free. An animal farm, you would say? Uh, Ooh, That's really what this movie was. No, I'm kidding. Uh, And, you know, maybe the tiger could have gone there and found freedom. Um, April had that idea, which I fits in a lot more thematically. I just... I don't think they really knew what they were trying to do with this movie. Mm. But despite that, it was charming. It was cute. Definitely cute. And it was it was a fun watch. Not as much as the first one, but it was, it was worth it. Finally, Men in Black International. Uh, this is uh, the sequel that nobody wanted, really. I don't know who, I didn't want it. There are no, like, Men in Black fans. There's, well, like, fans of Will Smith I and Tommy Lee Jones. I liked the first movie that's about it exactly but like people watch they like the movie but they don't they don't care for the men in black mythology (laughs) right uh it's ridiculous um so this was just completely unwarranted we have uh chris hemsworth and tessa thompson in the uh in the leads kind of a reunion after uh thor ragnarok Mm -hmm. um thor and valkyrie yep but um I don't know. They didn't really need to take the take on the Men in Black name and uh, kind of like the baggage that comes with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, they could have just like d- gone on their own zany adventure and I think it performed better. All of these movies have underperformed. Um, this one, I think, is getting 25 mil at the box office and, you know, it should be getting like 50 mil at least. Yeah, um, Pets 2 underperformed should have been getting like 60 something mil. The first one got like 100 mil. Second one got Just give 45, it 47 mil. <laughs>
2: Just give Ma her share.
0: Dark Phoenix, right. thank God, had uh, 30 mil Ugh. total. It deserved even less. Ugh. But uh, that was supposed to get like 50 mil. And it's it's like the worst X-Men opening of all time by oh half. Oh my goodness. Um, but anyway, back to Men in Black. It's, uh, okay, <laughs> Here the come fr- the Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't get any fun songs Oh, on this one, I have to say. blows. Yeah, that was missing from it. We needed that Kind of 90s energy Yeah Uh, The first hour Was rather dull And lifeless (laughs) Um, Despite It had like a Quippy nature There were jokes But I don't know They just weren't landing Or being delivered With energy (laughs) They they like made me smile um, Uh. Not chuckle But there were Inventive moments That I actually appreciated Like uh, the black Car that they get Mm -hmm. um, Issued to them By the agency It's actually a, A storage Vehicle Uh literally yeah for for weapons of various sizes Mm -hmm. like uh some examples are if you pull the handle for uh for the car door it's actually like a gun drawer wow and so that slides out and he's you know you just pick one and start shooting at aliens and if you turn like the rim of the car on the wheel it actually like opens up uh uh, like a portion and becomes a, the barrel of a machine gun and so then you like slot that in and I was like okay that's that's kind of cool I like that mm. um, I wish there were a little bit more of it but I don't mind what we got um, I, I think the movie is really fine enough um, I don't think it really deserves <laughs> it's the, fine enough <laughs> I don't think it deserves the terrible reviews it's been getting it was like a good time but I do wish the first hour uh, picked up a little bit more mm-hmm. um really doesn't uh come back up until uh the second half when a couple of shades are added to the characters uh shades of personality not sunglasses yeah those come in a lot earlier um it's a very predictable story with a twist that they shout at the audience in the first act Mm. so i don't know why that they went with that choice um and there's like low stakes throughout but again it's fun yeah um kind of reminds me of black mirror like it's fun uh, but a lot of people, just critics, they're not really going for it. Um, less so than I thought they would. There is, there's a side character that has an uncanny resemblance to uh, Nandor the Relentless. <laughs> yes. Um, and I could have sworn it was him, but it really isn't. Wow. It was like some nobody uh, with no other film roles or credits. Some nobody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apologies if they're <laughs> listening. And uh, But what they do with that character is he has like a long beard, um kind of like nandor yeah and but the beard actually ends up being a, a living alien ah so that was like a fun little Reveal. quirk too yep it's they they have these inventive fun moments i just wish there were more of them yeah uh yeah finally oof that's it for movie court all right movie, movie court. phone movie phone <laughs> uh, i'm, I'm scrambling
2: yep um into on the boards i have two quick topics to talk about and um, the first is the tony awards happened and oh, yeah. wouldn't you guess what swept the tony awards matthew
0: hadestown
2: s- certain little show by the name of hadestown won eight out of a possible 13 should have won nine but still really good <laughs> won it's... everything so great comment Almost redeemed, yeah, I would say. Yeah, comeuppance for that. Yeah, and um, Amber Gray, who is uh, Persephone in Hadestown, lost to Allie Stroker from Oklahoma. But I was fine with it because Ali Stroker yes, is the first I do know handy, capable person to uh, win a Tony Award yep. ever. And, and she she's from great. Jersey. Yeah, she was in Paper Mill Playhouse for a while, too. That's yeah. crazy. Yep, and Oklahoma was stunning, won the second most awards. And Tootsie won one, and Stephanie J. Block won one for share Show. And while I love Stephanie J. Block... <laughs> That share was not good, even though Cher did comment, Stephanie!
0: <laughs> on Twitter. Oh, that was good.
2: At the same moment.
0: Um, Cher's good. Cher, Cher's great. <laughs> but
2: James Corden, not a great host. It was very mm. boring. It was one of the most boring Tony Awards I've ever seen in my life. He really
0: seems like... Uh, and he's like, hosted before. Yeah. And this
2: is his second time hosting the he's, Tony Awards. He
0: seems like weirdly... Uh, you know what he is? He's a safe choice yes. for the Tonys. Yeah. He seems very safe to me. Yeah. Uh.
2: And it was, I mean, if this has taught us anything, it's that Josh Groban and Sarah Bareilles have the best chemistry known in existence mm-hmm. because they showed up in one skit and they hosted last <laughs> year, I think. Really? Or the year Comet was a thing. Or no, okay. you know, the year after Comet was a thing because he was nominated or something like that. Um, but they have the best
0: chemistry. Are they going to show together?
2: I don't think they are. Because I think uh, Sarah Ross is still working with Waitress on Broadway and London. And Josh is on tour, but he was in that show you were talking about for a short stint. The Cop Show.
0: Uh, The Cop Show. The Good Cop? Good Cop? No. I don't know.
2: You mentioned he was in something.
0: That's Tony Danza.
2: (laughs) No, he's in that show. Tony Danza
0: Danza. and Josh
1: Groban?
2: I think so, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you
2: brought it up before. Nice. Josh Groban. But, hey, he's town swept. That's all that matters. That's awesome. I get to recipes. And according to today, my Wall Street banker friend of the podcast, said Ooh. that Hadestown Town tickets have gone up forty seven percent since opening. So I made a good investment.
0: Good God! Yep. Nice. Yep. That is so. awesome. Is that that's not face value, right? That's resale. That's or face value. Face value. Oh man, they're making a killing. They
2: are. That's they're awesome. Almost packed out. I don't think it'll run forever. Um, usually after the Tony Awards and close shows, are already closing if they've lost. Mm. Um, yeah. I felt bad for Beetlejuice because I think it was the funnest performance of the night, but it didn't win anything. And even mm. King Kong got a puppet special Tony.
0: It had to. I, uh, they must have bribed. I mean, yeah. you know, if it was going to get anything, it needed to get that. It couldn't yeah, get anything else. But
2: I don't think it deserved it anymore. <laughs> and the prom tried hard too and also didn't win a lot. Oh, yep. that seemed.
0: I don't know. I I saw that in the Thanksgiving, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. (laughs) Yeah. And it seemed uh, a little bit Dear Heaven and Evan Hansen-esque.
2: No, no, we hate Dear Heaven Hansen.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Dear Hansen Evan. Uh, The prom just felt, it seemed to feel good and also safe.
2: Yep, it does feel that. Um, And then to combine Tron the Boards with My Disc Jockeys, the only music that I've been listening to, or wish that I've been listening to, I've seen another show by the name of Octet. And I think it's the greatest musical in generations (laughs) It's an hour and a half. The show is set up like an alcohol's anonymous uh, in the bottom of a church with eight people talking about their internet addictions. So it Hmm. ranges from porn, trouble with marital, because the husband and wife are always on the phone while in bed. Um, it ranges to addiction to candy-themed games that aren't named, so i.e., Candy Crush, Pokemon (laughs) Go, all those things. There's a song called "All the Games I Love Have Candy in Them," but I go home alone and cry. It mentions the name of the song. Well, it's something like that. There's (laughs) uh, mentions of Chads, and what's the other thing they call the 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 incels call people Chads and Sal is Susan's. I don't remember Susie's Susie's. Susie's, I think it's Sally or Susie. I'm not Um, fluent in um, incels. There's songs about incels, so it's really topical and. It's wonderfully done because it's all acoustic, so it's all like operatic acoustic, but it's Hmm. eight voices in harmony making all the effects. There are some stage instruments, but it'll be like banging a chair for a drum and banging the wall for a drum. So
0: and no uh, orchestra or anything like that? No orchestra, not even, like, just eight instr- people not in the room even instruments. and it's in
2: the round, you're in a small room, hmm. they use the whole space, you feel like you're right part of the action, it's been sold out, it closes this month, but Dave Malloy, greatest man of all time, wow. wonderful composer who we're seeing, Moby Dick, in a couple Ooh. weeks, maybe he'll be there, maybe nice. he'll hug me again, <laughs> we can only hope.
0: You haven't showered since the last time.
2: No, never, <laughs> I haven't, I'm just a, a pile of sod on the oh. ground. But Octet, I think this is the musical that Macabre would be very interested in. Nice. Because it, it feels like rally. I'll let him know. So if there is a cast album, I'll send it your way.
0: Cool? Yep. Sounds and good. That's I guess.
2: my trot on the boards and my disc jockeys. Well, you know I ain't got
0: shit for boards. <laughs> so uh, let's oh, see. Oh, I, I think
2: um, your 9 to 5 production was mentioned at something. And I was like, Really? Mm, yeah, I think it was uh, Count Basie Awards or something like that. Uh,
0: I think it was Parsippany, Parsippany High School? It was
2: Parsippany High School, yeah. So I did huh. see it. And I was like,
0: interesting maybe i feel like i did read an article about uh yeah one of the guys who was in it yeah oh that's awesome yeah. nice uh disc jockeys i got uh older stuff uh, i haven't been uh, i'm not up to some with some cab Toms. calloway <laughs> Edith piaf uh pink floyd uh, 19 yeah actually 1970 those era. jesus
2: christ superstars <laughs> stealing motherfuckers
0: yeah <laughs> uh well, I, I think my favorite is the Sid Barrett era. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite album is still going to be Dark Side of the Moon. Maybe that's cliche, but it's by far the best, so suck it. Uh, but also Sid Barrett era. This is a guy who, he was with Pink Floyd. He was the founder of it. Um, and he played on their first album and a couple songs of their second album. Mm-hmm. But he was uh, just a heavy drug user. So much LSD. And he kind of lost his mind. After a little while. Yeah. Um, So he couldn't be part of the band anymore. Like, he would have interviews on, like, live TV and just have this cold, hard, blank stare and, like, not respond to the questions and things like that. He, like, wouldn't show up for rehearsal or he would just, like, stare at the wall for times to times. He suffered a pretty bad mental illness. Mm. But he did leave us with. phenomenal Pink Floyd album the Piper at the gates of dawn that's their debut Um, you know compared to their other landmark works like uh, the wall wish you were here I just don't really get that much from those albums like I do here there are there are standout tracks on Pink Floyd's longer albums uh, like the ones I mentioned but they're just surrounded by a lot of filler yeah um, I miss Sid Barrett's experimental pop inclinations, and I, I would really like to see a biopic of him, specifically, mm-hmm. um, and his tenure with Pink Floyd, because, you know, we're seeing so many of those recently, like, literally, I think there's maybe a dozen coming out, mm-hmm. uh, Star is Born had that musical aspect, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man, Blinded by the Light for Springsteen, Yesterday for Beatles, uh, I don't know, there's so much yep. more. yep. <laughs> So I think Pink Floyd could definitely get one with a focus on Barrett. Um, yeah, he like he retired from the band, and he actually showed up when they were recording an album inspired by him. He showed up to the studio like really overweight and a completely shaved head. Yeah. He, he was honestly like pretty good looking before, and he was there for like forty minutes before any of the band members recognized him. Wow, they thought he was just like an executive from the studio. Um, who just walked in and was like watching, yeah. and yeah. Once they realized it was him, like one of the members started crying and <laughs> he just like broke down, like because they were so close. Yeah, and you know, like, just can't believe what happened to him. And after that, I think they never saw each other again until his death. So, yeah, pretty tragic stuff. Um, and then I listened to the Olivia Tremor Control from the 90s. <laughs> These, I would say, are the successors to the Sid Barrett throne. So mm-hmm. I think they kind of go hand in hand. It's experimental pop that's reminiscent of, again, that album, Piper at the Gates of Dawn, with some Beach Boys and a bit of the Beatles thrown in as well. I'd start with their second album, Black Foliage. Uh, I think it's Black more accessible. Black
2: Foliage makes the summer girls Is that a thing?
0: I mean, Black Velvet. Oh,
2: with that slow southern
0: style. Uh, well. The full title for this is "Black Foliage" animation foilage. music. Simpsons. Fo- foilage. Simpsons. Foliage. It's pronounced
2: "foliage," <laughs> says Marge.
0: Black Foliage animation <laughs> music, volume one. Um, I it is more accessible. Um, I think my favorite tracks by them, "Hideaway," and "I've Been Floated," are on that album. <laughs> whereas the first album is a little more experimental um it's called well the shortened form is dusk at cubist castle Ooh. but the long form you could tell these are like seattle portland yeah hipsters. hipster um it, the full title is music from the unrealized script dusk at cubist castle Ooh. um i mean that that album i think it has like 11 tracks all called green typewriters mm-hmm green typewriters one green typewriters two and they're just like sound collages hard to get into Mm. but good if you know what to expect um and they have like a couple other like compilation records that i'm not sure about they're called explanation two instrumental themes and dream sequences uh yep and there's another one this one more normally titled singles and beyond but uh just solid stuff i love their work very very kooky very weird that's it for me all right well i need a, i need a water break
2: yeah well with that just hang on a few more seconds don't shrivel <laughs> up into a husk just yet oh no, no go god uh, i guess we'll call this episode of amuse boosh to a close let's uh, do before we go where could our audience find you on social media
0: uh you could find me uh typewriting away my green typewriters just saying <laughs> uh all work all work and no play. That's yep. a, that's where I was going. I but got I, the reference. Don't for worry. some reason, I was thinking Jack is a lonely boy. Jack is a lonely... I like that there. Jack is <laughs> a, lonely a lonely boy. boy. Jack it's is a lonely over boy. boy. Over and over again.
2: Jack is a lonely boy. Uh, hmm.
0: And uh, don't try to interrupt me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what did I tell you when I'm writing in here? <laughs> Just stay away. Um, you can find me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at this podcast, Nightcaps on the Theater, and my other podcast, where we take a look at the works of Studio Ghibli and other animated works. Uh, anime was not a mistake on most uh, podcasting platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at DrinkAndReJK, and on Instagram at LosingMyMindJK. And remember, coming at you soon is our conclusion to anime,
0: June. <laughs> a long-awaited.
2: Anime <in> June, <laughs> where we watch a movie of Matt's picks, so stay tuned. Thank you, audience. We'll be in touch. Thank you. Don't call us. (laughs) No, please call
0: us. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for another installment of Nightcaps at the Theater. Special thanks to the Free Music Archive for providing the track Four-Way by William Ross Nomads, an edited version of which you're hearing now. We at Nightcaps sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode. If that's the case, or even if it's not, please remember to rate our show on iTunes and leave a review. It really means a lot. Good night, and binge responsibly.